0: I don't know if it will continue next week. Next week goes into October, uh, but I'm seeking the Lord. I've got a few things prophetically uh, to share tonight, Uh, some scriptures that I want to read as I do that, um, and uh, we'll see see what happens. Uh, I'm a little bit risk-taking tonight. Also, tonight uh, Marcos is going to, I think Marcos is on there somewhere. Karen will find him and unmute him, because Marcos is going to have a word he's going to share tonight. Uh, it's a word that he's been working on. And one of the things that I've been trying to do here, because the words that we've shared so far are all, uh, they're crafted words. Uh, in other words, we seek the Lord, we ask him what he wants to say, we hear the Lord saying certain things, we write it down, and we ask the Lord for clarification and things, so that when we give the word, uh, it's a word that's in writing. It's not just a spontaneous word, uh, although there's legitimacy in spontaneous words. But uh, I really want to teach different kinds of ways that we can hear the Lord speak. And and uh, sometimes it's a bit like a conversation. You, know, you, you hear the Lord say something um, and you say, okay, what does that mean? Uh, and then the Lord repeats it, or he goes back over it, and you get more clarity, you get more understanding, uh, and that's why it's so important to write things down uh, as you feel like the Lord is speaking, uh, uh, speaking them. And so I want to read three scriptures today uh, that I think are important for the words that I'm going to share, um, uh, and I'll, I'll mention a little bit about those. Uh, the first scripture... Uh, comes from Luke chapter 21. Uh, then Jesus said to them, uh, 21 verses 10 and 11, then, then Jesus said to the disciples, those around him, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places famines and pestilences. And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. Now, we've already seen this coming to pass. We see this now. And I think the Lord's saying in the, <clears throat> the season that we're going into, uh, and for the immediate future, we're going to see an increase of nation rise against nation. Uh, but it's not going to be like it has in the past, you know, where there's all-out warfare. Uh, it's going to happen in things like cyber warfare, uh, economic warfare. Uh, we'll still have some bloodshed, uh, but the damage that can be done through these other kinds of warfare are much greater. Uh, and we're also always also already seeing a pestilence as well. Um, and uh, it's interesting uh, how many people have prophesied this was going to happen. Then the next scripture is from Acts 17, verses 24 to 28. This is Paul addressing the people in Athens. And he says, The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind Life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps find their way toward him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us, for in him we move, live and move and have our being as even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Uh, And this is such an important text for us because it tells us that God is the sovereign Lord. I mean, one thing that we always have to remember, God doesn't need us. He doesn't need anything. If we cease to exist, God would still exist. Uh, But even more important for this day that we live in, it's God that has determined the boundary lines of nations. It's God who determines the times of nations. Do you know, no nation in history has endured forever. Every nation has had rises and falls. Every empire has risen and fallen. Uh, And uh, and the text is reminding us that God's in charge of the destiny of nations. Uh, It's all in his hands and the nations exist for his purposes, and the ultimate purpose of the nations is so that people would find God. The ultimate purpose is so that people would see God and know God and hunger after God. And then Job, chapter 12, verse 23, Job writes here and he says, He makes nations great... And he destroys them. He enlarges nations and leads them away. You know, so it is God that makes nations great. You know, the United States was great, isn't great because of its constitution. Uh, it's great because of God. The United Kingdom isn't great because it's got a great parliamentary democracy. It's great because of God. You know, it's God who makes nations great. It's God who establishes the purposes of the nations. It's God who has called them to be here in the earth. And we always have to remember that, especially during these times. And actually during times of COVID and pandemic and all the stuff we're going through, that gives me a lot of comfort. Because it reminds me that I am part of the flow of God's holy history and that God has me, he's taking care of me, he's watching out for me, he's protecting me, and all of us as his people. And so it's a tremendous encouragement that we have. So, uh, Lord, I just uh, submit these words to you here. I pray that you'd help me to share them uh, clearly, accurately, faithfully, uh, as well as Marcos, and, and help us all to hear from you and to know your ways and your words. Uh, We love you and we praise you. And I pray, Father, that anything that's not of you would be forgotten uh, and everything that is of you would be remembered. We love you and we worship you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I think I have two primary, maybe three, uh, no, two primary words uh, uh, today one, uh, I want to give with great confidence. The other, I'm going to give with a, a great deal of fear and trepidation. Uh, so let's uh, jump in. Hopefully I've, I've seasoned that a little bit with salt to get your interest. So I felt like the Lord saying this week, I was coming to him and I was asking him about tonight. Uh, and I, I was just really feeling this, this kind of turmoil in my gut the other day. Uh, And this is kind of came out of that. Uh, So I feel like the Lord is telling us that we are entering a season of turbulence. Once the panic buying was over, lockdown was a season of calm in the midst of a difficult situation. Post lockdown, that's since July, has been a season of false hope, false hope with people experiencing a growing weariness caused by being disconnected from that which normally refreshes our souls. Fellowship, leisure, recreation, and community. But note, it was false hope. It was a hope that everything was over. It was wishful thinking. It was not real hope in Jesus, real hope that comes from God. A hope based in reality. Uh, now we are entering a season of turbulence. The turbulence of this season will be like the turbulence of water instead of the turbulence of air. And they're two different things. Air, the turbulence, if you've ever been in an airplane, you're moving really fast and it shakes you up and down and it can drop you. And sometimes, in very rare occasions, it can cause a plane to crash. Uh, But it can be very disconcerting, but it's happening very, very quickly. Uh, The turbulence of water is a lot different. So it's going to be more like rocking and tossing the boat instead of crashing the plane. Uh, Turbulence is irregular and chaotic. It induces a sense of queasiness, uh, you know, if you've ever had seasickness, you know what I'm talking about and disequilibrium. So if you've ever tried to stand on a boat that, uh, uh, is being tossed by the storms, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of a bit like this. And, uh, and you feel like that, uh, as you're going through it. And I hope nobody's gotten sick at home. Uh, but, uh, Uh, But it really is a a crazy, crazy kind of experience, and I've been on it before, uh, and it can be very, very uh, disruptive. But just like Peter, we can walk on the water, but we must not pay attention to the wind and the waves that are against us. And I'd encourage you to read that story about where Peter walked on the water. It talks about the winds being against them. We must not doubt, but keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. In this new season, the season of turbulence, lawlessness will increase, as will the attempt to control others by power and force rather than persuade others by good sense, kindness, and concern. We're going to see power and force used to try to control other people in very many areas, and and I think that includes the government, by the way. Rebellion will increase. Lawlessness will increase. Rebellion will increase, becoming more and more like witchcraft, that curses and disempowers leadership. So the rebellion is going to have a destructive effect on leadership during this time. And it's always ironic, this is a side note, it's always ironic that uh, during seasons like this people are cursing their leaders at the very time when they need their leaders to succeed, but the very fact that you curse your leaders will cause them to stumble. Uh, It's a self-defeating thing. So lawlessness will increase, uh, rebellion will increase, and despair will increase for those who do not have their hope firmly anchored in Jesus. And that includes Christians. If you don't have your hope in Jesus, you'll start to feel an increase in despair. Your faithfulness must increase so you might prevail. Your faithfulness in this season must increase. You must become more faithful, not less faithful. More faithful in studying the word. More faithful in prayer. More faithful in worshiping with other Christians. More faithful in serving God day by day. So your faithfulness must increase so you might prevail. You must win the battle for your mind or you will not stand at all. You must win the battle for your mind and the battle for your mind is going to be the greatest battle that you face during this season. Keep your head and hold your nerve. The season of turbulence will disrupt many things, but it will pass. And I felt like the Lord said, the sun will shine in June. I have no idea what that means. (laughs) It might mean it's over next June. I hope that that's what it means. But the sun will shine in June. It's too bad we have to wait that long. Okay. So that's the first word that I had uh, about this season. Get ready. Um, I'd like to tell you that it's not going to be turbulent or difficult, but it will be. Uh, and it will be worse than people think. I'm just telling you now. It's going to be worse than people think. Get ready for it. If you're ready for it in advance and you're expecting it, then, then you'll get through it. If it's not worse than if it's better, then hey, you know, praise God, I was wrong, and I'll admit that I was wrong, uh, and, uh, and, and hallelujah. But, um, but if it is worse, you need to be ready for it. Okay, so that's word number one. Word number two here, uh, and this is for the United States. So uh, I don't know if I have any American friends here. Uh, And this, again, this is the word that fills me uh, with a little bit of fear and trepidation. And so I don't really want to give it, but I really felt that I should give it. Uh, And I've taken out all the Lord says language because if it's wrong, you know, I kind of hope that it's not right. (laughs) Being from the United States, I kind of hope that it's not right. Uh, But here it is for the U.S., I sense that Trump is going to win the election in November, uh, which would be uh, an incredible thing. I sense that Trump is going to win the election in November, but he will do great damage to the United States. God is showing his people the foolishness of linking themselves with political parties and with politics. God's people cannot use unrighteous politics to achieve righteous ends. God's people have ignored his word and surrendered themselves to pragmatism in the hopes of bringing God's kingdom through worldly means. In doing so, the church contaminates the world rather than seasoning it by salt And the world contaminates the church. And what we're witnessing right now is the unraveling of the United States because of self-centeredness and greed. And I think this is primarily self-centeredness and greed in churches. People have rejected community in favor of self and are destroying their way of life in the process. God's church lies broken and her leaders do a song and dance for change uh, and second-rate entertainers and crowd-pleasers. But even in all this, God's church is still alive and the U.S. will remain as a witness to the nations. Uh, So understand that this is a winnowing season. It's time that judgment begins with the house of God. I'm explaining this now. Uh, This is not the death of the church in the United States. It's not the death of the United States. Uh, The United States is going to continue as a great nation, and the church in the United States will continue to bless the church in the world. You know, Right now, a lot of the funding for missions around the globe comes out of the U.S., And that's going to continue. Other nations have risen up, but that's going to continue. Uh, So we must not curse the church in the United States. Uh, God still has a lot for the church in the U.S. Uh, So so we'll see. If Trump wins, uh, then we'll know. Then we'll know. Um, So we'll find out. Um, Anyway, uh, so those are my couple of things. Uh, I'm going to stop the recording now. No, I'll go ahead and keep the recording on uh, if Marcos, is, is Marcos on there? Oh, good. Okay, Marcos, it's time, let her, let her rip or let her fly or whatever you do.